Hey guys, Primal Chaos here, welcome to the podcast. All right, so this is going to be the first in a series of six on-location interviews at the Good Things Festival, December 2nd here in Sydney. So the Good Things Festival uh, is a major event here. Uh, it's been going for several years now, and on this particular day, the headliners were artists like Fallout Boy, um, Limp Biscuit, Corey Taylor did a solo set, a lot of newer acts like Slaughter to Prevail were there, and, and also a bunch of the artists that I interviewed as well, who are all sort of amazing artists in their own right. So we'll get to that, but the festival was amazing. I had a great time. We got to see a few of the acts that I really wanted to see, even though we were kind of scheduled around a lot of things. But like, to be honest, my core memory of the day isn't so much the festival, but it's the really interesting interactions that I had with all these artists. You know, we got down into topics like, you know, production, influences, uh, you know, what's behind, how the sausage is made, so to speak. And that's exactly, if you watch my channel, that's exactly the kind of content I'm interested in. And the artists were really forthcoming with all of that information. I, I really felt like we were having a conversation peer to peer rather than, you know, that, you know, there was some other sort of dynamic going on. And that made me feel really comfortable right from the get-go. And so, you know, I couldn't be more grateful to all the artists and stuff like that because everybody was super open and honest. Uh, and they all seemed to be, they all gave me the impression that they wanted to be there, which was, again, something I didn't expect and, and was super grateful for. Uh, so The Plot and You have been around since like 2010. If, you, if you're listening to this, there's a good chance you probably already know who they are. But, you know, I was really enamored by, first of all, their, their approach to really melodic metalcore, having a lot of different elements in there and a lot of creativity. Uh, but also their music videos are really sick as well. We, we got into that a little bit towards the end. But, you know, I was super grateful to Landon, who's the, the artist I spoke to because he tends to do a lot more of the production and, and writing and stuff like that. So, you know, without further ado, I'm going to jump right in. Just bearing in mind, the audio is taken directly from the video, which is available on YouTube as well. So there is things like background music and stuff in it, but it sort of serves to mask a lot of the general racket of being on location at a festival anyway. So it's a little bit more pleasant to listen to that way. Here we go. Landon Tours from The Plot In You. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Here we go. Pro Chaos. guys are coming up on like 14 years uh, yeah. how do you think the landscape of metalcore composition has changed since like 2010 uh, introduction of like EDM synth elements things like that do you think that that's like been fairly rapid recently or has it been an evolution yeah I, I definitely think metalcore right now is kind of it like it's most creative peak that it's ever been mm. um, yeah there's like it's more acceptable to blend different things than it ever has been at least in my opinion mm. um, and as far as far as like production goes I feel like it's just the most elevated it's ever been. Cause that's like, I mean, you can only play so many guitar riffs and things like that. So it's kind of like, you almost have to rely a little bit more on production to make things sound more unique and stuff like that, which is cool. I'm all for that. I'm a big production guy, but yeah, yeah I think too. it's cool. I think we're at a good place right now for sure. Mm. I, I, I say this a lot on my channel, but I feel like sometimes genre can be like the death of creativity. Cause you end totally. up with a whole bunch of bands coming up through the scene. who are trying to sound like the people around them. And that's their, that's their, like a level of success, right? Totally. Um, but then you get some bands like yourselves who kind of tend to push through that that glass ceiling, so to speak, and just you know become more creative and have more creativity and scope and and uh, and sort of tend to push the genre forward rather than mm -hmm. let it stagnate. Right. That's, yeah, really interesting. Uh, so your your career predates uh, the plot in you. Mm -hmm. uh, when you start out, what were your influences? What in, what inspired you then? Uh, and what do you what what do you sort of look to compositionally now as like inspiration? 
Um, starting out, some of the first bands I listened to were like Under Oath, Taking Back Sunday, Jimmy World, Saves, and stuff like that. Um, and then, like these days, though, I, I typically listen to mostly pop and like uh, like a lot of kind of obscure indie pop type stuff. Um, like this artist Seb Deliza, um, this girl, uh, what's her name? Blanking. Uh, <laughs> but just like a bunch of like European pop artists and stuff like that mm-hmm. that just are doing like really bizarre things production wise I'm just that's almost all I care about anymore yeah, yeah. I just I love a good clean like forward production you know what I mean mm-hmm. something that's just like inspiring yeah something um, that's got dynamics and creativity and passion behind it yeah and, and sound design and new things things yeah. you haven't heard yeah. sound design that just mm. sounds like you know something you haven't heard before you know mm. what I mean like really really big into sound design mm. these these days I think that's probably the thing I look for the most and things that I'm like I want to listen to so like I do music for a living so I typically don't listen to music that yeah. often honestly <laughs> yeah any anytime I get a chance to like get away from it I try to just be in silence but mm. yeah it, it's interesting like I, I heard recently somebody was saying that like what what tends to grab people's attention in songs is when you know like if you're expecting it to go right and it zigs left mm. and it actually gives you a dopamine hit yeah. and so that's what people like when when the song really blows you away it's usually because there's little pops of surprise and things that you know and and I think a lot of those so, sort of top tier sort of melodic sort of metalcore bands are really covering that right now with you know a lot of sampling and synth parts and you know not repeating a phrase twice in each chorus doing like a, a variant on things and I was really just switching it up yeah I was just talking to somebody about that the other day it's almost like it shifted from being like the catchiest choruses like people that's not really the biggest focus anymore it's more about just like having a big moment that yeah. you know what I mean that mm-hmm. people are excited about um, do, you, so yeah. do you think I, I, I know this is probably a swear word for, for a lot of people but do you think like the, the, the concept of the breakdown is kind of dead or it's, or it's moving I'm noticing a lot of sort of top end bands are kind of like ah we're exploring other options now rather than shoehorning a breakdown in for the sake of it maybe there's other directions we can go you know yeah I mean I feel like if you're if you're gonna go for a big moment like that like a breakdown or something you really have to do something crazy for mm. it to like stand out it's all being said now yeah, you know? yeah yeah like I was saying earlier there's only so many things you can do with a guitar or bass, bass and drums you know what I mean so pretty much everything at this point has been done so it's like yeah, everyone was just trying as hard as they can to make weird sounds with their mouth, and you know what I mean, just do crazy shit, which is cool. I mean, at least people are being innovative and trying to figure out ways to grab people. But yeah, I mean, there's there's so many bands out there right now that I could you could put a playlist on, and I think it was an album. Yeah, so many bands that sound the same. Um, but then that's why, you know, finding like that's why I think a lot of these bands are sort of moving to the top is because people are going, oh, this is something different and new, yeah. right? It's within genre. But it's like, I haven't heard this shit before, you know? Right. Um, right. Dispose has some really moody tracks. I, I feel like it feels a little bit like a new direction. Feel Nothing is spectacular. It sounds Thank really you. huge. For sure. Um, it's beautifully melodic. Tell me about the production behind that. Uh, so that record was the first one, uh, the first record ever where we went to a producer to work with. Mm-hmm. And uh, so him and I collabed a lot on like the production elements on that. Uh, his name's Drew Folk. Um, he's yeah really talented he like really inspired me to kind of think outside of the box and like experiment more like outside of the genre and even like put me onto some artists uh, that he thought would be kind of like inspiring for the album Um, but yeah that one we just like we just had tons of fun with it I think our approach was like let's do too much and then take it back like like throw everything at it yeah exactly go tasteful yeah and then once vocals are in like kind of cater this 
the production to the vocal. And now I'm kind of like doing almost opposite that. I'm like focusing on the vocal and the emotion and then the production builds around that, like yeah, tailor yeah. it to that. So mm. yeah, but he's like super, he's a very creative, like just bizarre person. So. How was it handing over the reins though? Like, I mean, I know that it's not, it's a collaboration, right? Mm. But like, I, I often ask this question is like, what, you know, particularly with newer bands, I'm like, okay, so what was it like when you, if you've done a lot of work yourselves and then you hand, like you get move in with a producer, now it's an extra member of the band with opinions and things like that, yeah. so to speak, right? Yeah. Um, did you find struggling with that or did you find it was actually a weight off because it's less you've got to worry yourself about or? I think it was a little bit of both. I think at first I was like really hesitant because I'm, I'm like very like possessive over my art and stuff like yeah. that. But as soon as like we got into it and like I started examining the way he does things and the way he thinks of things I, I started like building a trust for him more um, and well, yeah. also their previous work probably matters as well if you hear yeah. a lot of stuff that they've done that you go yeah that, that works totally and he's also very cool about like if something wasn't if I wasn't liking something he was never married to anything yeah. and we could easily just delete whatever and no you know nobody was more of like an advisor on the sidelines yeah, giving you tips yeah. And and ideas. Yeah. but it, it definitely was nice having help and like again like he obviously he's a different person he hears things different and he has different ideas so yeah it was definitely cool to have a different perspective um we haven't gone back to him since but i feel like i learned a lot from him and like we're still you know really close and stuff but that, that seems to be a pretty common story actually you get like people saying yeah we worked with this producer we learned so much and now we've taken that on board moving forward yeah and just you know whatever kind of worked for our our process um it's, it's altered that slightly and we just keep pushing forward yeah yeah I think I've just over the last few years have been kind of like refining my process on things. And um, I don't know, I feel like I would rather just try things for a long time and just a bunch of trial and error than like put that weight on somebody else and like have to like tell them. Figure no. it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I just I take my time with it now. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, the newer singles are also fairly musically diverse. Left Behind in particular is extremely melodic. Mm. It's like, dare I say, like poppy, right? Yeah. So, and you sort of covered that earlier, being that a lot of your influence now is, is sort of pop music and yep. more alt pop and things like that. Um, is, is this something you always had in you or is this something, did anything specifically shape this transition or was it just like, um, you're just kind of feeling a little bit more creative freedom to draw from more influence? Yeah, I think Dispose was probably a good indicator that we could pretty much get away with anything as far as like, doing softer stuff because there's a couple softer songs on that mm. but with the with the newer stuff though I was just like I don't care what it sounds like anymore if I like it that's all that I, mm. that's all that matters so yeah that's pretty much just the approach these days I don't I'm not following any rules or anything you know what I mean like you feel like basically you got nothing to prove anymore you're just happy to just do I what guess, you want to do I guess I just like I feel I feel a sense of comfort with our fans as far as like they just know to expect whatever you know what <laughs> I mean <laughs> like yeah they're not like mm. Yeah, they're very open-minded and cool with whatever we want to try for the most part. But anytime we like put out a heavy song, oh, they're like, oh, they're back to heavy. It's like, we never stop. I don't know what the yeah. fuck you're talking about. It's just more a diverse range now, you know? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, Forgotten is still definitely brutal. Um, yeah. uh, it has so many cool textural elements. What's your writing flow? Like, where do you start? Do you start with like a beat or to throw some riffs together? I mean, I guess it probably depends on the song you're doing, yeah. I suppose. But if you, like, say you're sitting there with a fresh project and you're like, got to write a song. What, what, what's your first go-to? Like, what do you sort of start it's, with? It's kind of different every time. Um, for the very last record that we did, it was almost always like I'd start with just a sample that I liked and I would kind of like build around that. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I'll have just like a sync, like a vocal melody or something and I'll kind of build it around that. But typically it's I'm just messing around on a guitar 
one tiny thing will inspire something and then I just kind of build off of that. But again, it, it is different every time. Um, yeah. I, I typically do like to write around like one cool production piece, like mm -hmm. even just a chord progression, like on a piano or synth, mm -hmm. something that just like invokes a feeling or something and then just kind of build it around that. But yeah. Yeah, it makes but sense. But that song, that song is actually the first song I ever wrote like on the road. Which is cool because we're we're on tour and we're back in a van for like two weeks and I was just so miserable. So like I got to do something. So that song was, the birth, was birthed through. Okay, so again, you know, you sort of touched on this a little bit earlier, but how have you found the audience responded to you sort of coming out with more diverse stuff? Were people hesitant at first? Um, do you think the community is becoming more open-minded to sort of more um, outside the genre influence, pulling into their sort of metalcore and deathcore and stuff like that, or do you think? Um, it's attracting a wider audience that's a little bit like more accessible music. I think heavy music is like finally starting to break into more of the mainstream. You mm. know what I mean? Like you're seeing Ed Sheeran and Bring Me doing yeah. things like Billie <laughs> Eilish. Billie Eilish is watching Knock Loose at festival. You know what I mean? Like it, I think those worlds are finally merging to some degree. And I think I can see it even going further and further, you know, which I think is awesome. Um, but yeah, I, it was weird with, with the new songs. I kind of expected... Um, like everything that happened was so backwards from what I expected. I thought Divide would be the biggest song, Left Behind would be the second, and then Forgotten would be the least favorite, but it was literally the exact opposite. Everyone loved the heavy song. Not many people cared that much about Divide, and then Left Behind still did well, but I didn't expect, yeah, the yeah, popularity. So, so the audience is still surprising you. With it. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. very unpredictable. So, I mean, I'm definitely excited that we can experiment more in the, the heavy world now, though. I yeah. feel comfortable with that again, but because that's like writing heavy music that's not boring and lame is kind of hard <laughs> so i like the challenge <laughs> yeah um okay so your music videos as you can see okay, yeah that's uh, they've also always been extremely visceral uh particularly lately how closely you're involved in the production or creativity behind um you know the the visual aspect of, of the band almost none at all um, yeah we found a video guy his name is george um i think he lives in brazil um i could be fucking that up but <laughs> He, yeah, he's just a creative genius. And so we, we gave him a couple ideas for the Divide music video and it turned out so awesome. We we're just like, dude, moving forward, we don't even want to give you ideas. Just do whatever you think is going to be cool. Kind of like, yeah, I don't know. Just wanted he, to give he him- He definitely has a like, a like a visual canvas, right? There's a flavor to his videos. Yeah, yeah, so we just, we pretty much just gave him all creative control moving forward. It's just like, dude, whatever you want to do, just have fun with it. Because I feel like once you start getting a little too like nitpicky about art especially some something that someone else is making mm. for you it just kind of like de-incentivizes them yeah, you yeah. Know, so. it sucks the creativity out of everything exactly they're doing i trust giving him notes you know? right i trust mm. him and yeah luckily he's moving forward he's our guy for the foreseeable future so that's, that's got, fantastic because the videos lucky. look amazing they're yeah really dude cool. every time i click the the video for the first time like what the fuck am i in for this is <laughs> insane yeah oh, that's awesome. good yeah it's it's good to be able to sort of trust in somebody to be able to put something that's so important yeah. in their hands and know that they're going to deliver we're so hands-on with everything else as far as far as our band goes it's kind of nice to have someone that we can just be like dude take over like we don't we don't care have full reign well yeah you like you said like even this late in the piece you started working with a producer everything else prior to that was kind of you yeah sort of figuring it out do, do you like when do you offload the mixing and stuff like that or do you that's the one thing that we started uh i mixed swan song the mm -hmm. record before off these singles and um and after that i was just like that's it's too much like for me to just 
take all of that in. Yeah. Like by that, by the time I got to mixing that, I was just so like hyper fixated on stupid shit that didn't matter that I overthought everything. And so I was like, yeah, moving forward, I need to find someone that I really trust to do that. And um, I, I heard the new Limp Biscuit record. I was like, who mixed this? This sounds insane. And I found out it was Zach Servini. He does like Bring Me Architects, all those bad omens. I was like, damn, this is like next level shit. So we hit him up and it worked out. Yeah, he's been doing everything ever since and he's doing everything for the foreseeable future. So excellent. Yeah, Outstanding. Awesome. Thanks again, man. You've been yeah, really no gracious with your time. So I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah, great chat you. and great music, man. Thank you so much. Looking forward to hearing what's next. All right, guys, that was it. I hope you enjoyed the interview. Uh, as I said, Landon was an absolute dream to speak to. He gave me all the answers I was looking for. Uh, yeah, so if you want to check out the video from the interview, it's on my YouTube channel, which most of you will know, but it's youtube.com forward slash primal chaos, primal with a Y. Enjoy that. And, you know, there's more to come. So stick around. I've got other bands coming up, a few surprises. So, yeah, thanks again, guys. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Stay primal, and I'll catch you in the next one.